Insert disc two. I saw, you know, it's Black Friday. Mm. There's lots of deals to be had out there. I hope. I hope. I'm You're going, going out, out later going today. Out. Well, as soon as this show's over, I'm out. What would, it, what would you say if I told you that they are literally giving away Xbox <laughs> 360s today? I would. I, I saw a blurb on Discord, I believe, about this. So you can go, you can walk into GameStop, I believe, right now mm-hmm. and buy an Xbox 360E or an Xbox 360X or S. These are the late model releases of the Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, you can buy one for seventy bucks, and they will give you a seventy dollars Visa gift card. Yeah, yeah. So, what does that say about the value <coughs> of consoles going forward? Do you think that the the era of collectible consoles is over? Well, uh, it's a good deal for starters. I have two Xbox three sixties and a third that doesn't work, uh, and so I don't need one. But uh, it's tempting to go get one for effectively nothing. I guess you could buy one, take the gift card, and buy another one, and then keep going. And just keep just going. Infinite there. Xboxes. Um, one thing you need to consider is these are still being produced, so there's that. Secondly, uh, this you're talking about the Xbox 360 is one of the highest selling consoles of all of all the times. So it's not like uh, a CDI or something. There's tons of them out there, um, and tons of spare parts too. So uh, do I think these are ever going to be collectible? Sure, it, but it will probably take a while. I mean, I went out and bought a PS2 early in the year for 30, 20, 20 bucks. I think it was 20 or 25 bucks. I didn't even mean to get it. Took it home, hacked it, put a hard drive in it, and it was great. It's fun. Uh, and and this, again, the PS2 was the most, I think it was the highest selling console of all time, maybe for the Wii. I'm not sure the Wii passed it, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It sold and very well. Wii's the same way. You can get them anywhere. These are all modern consoles, though. Uh, there was a time for many years that, I mean, you, to this day, you can go out and get a Genesis anywhere. Anywhere. For practically, you know, you're under 50 bucks. You could probably get one. All right. Um, so someday the Genesis will be more rare than it is now, but it's not rare now. A lot of these systems are only rare because there weren't that many, you know. Even the NES or Super Nintendo, which go for a, a, a not a ton, but they go for more, but they're not rare. You know, mm-hmm. they're hard to find. Now, go out and find yourself a Pippin. Well, then you got problems because there's so few. So I think the number produced dictates the the amount of money they're worth in some a certain degree. Of course, the popularity. I was going to say, so how much of it, because obviously the NES sold way more than the Genesis did. The NES is the, the was the highest selling console of all time, I think, until the PS2. Did, uh, I didn't realize there were that many more Genesis, or that many more Nintendos than there were Genesis. Yeah, okay. I, I, and so obviously okay. part of what you say is true, but what is it about the systems that are more expensive that there's a lot of, do you think uh, makes them more valuable? Nintendo is a popular product that's still in existence. It's, Nintendo's a little bit like Disney. Some people go out and get every Disney film, mm-hmm. all right? and no matter what they are, because they, they like Disney. Mm-hmm. Or they've bought into that uh, brand. All right? And let's face facts. Who won that console war with the NES and uh, Master System, the NES. Why did it win? It's perceived to have better games and it had uh, maybe a better control or whatever, but it won. The winner is popular and so therefore the popular winner is going to be more popular than the unpopular loser. Right? 
that but that sort of that sort of shoots your other argument in the foot, though, because the Pippin was definitely the unpopular loser. Well, the Pippin obviously was. I was an extreme. But who was it competing against? Roy, I, who knows? <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme case, and you know that, boat. Well, uh, you, okay, let's look at the CDI, or, you know, the 3DO. Those games are, or those machines are vastly more expensive than the winners. That's true, but they're, but they're, the numbers are smaller. They're incredibly small. Uh, and so that makes a huge difference. I mean, you got to think that NES, there's zillions of them out there, slews. All the, ma- even like Master Systems, there's tons of them. Uh, so the numbers, I'd say the numbers are probably the biggest mover. But popularity certainly plays a part, and certainly with games where there's a much wider gap, uh, popularity and rep play a bigger role. If you had to look for a dark horse collectible uh, console, let's say from the last 10 years, (coughs) everything released in the last 10 years, what do you think 25 years from now is going to be the most expensive console? In the last 10 years? Mm -hmm. So we're going back to 2008. I I think it's pretty obvious. For me, it's probably going to be the Wii U. Uh, the Wii U still commands a pretty decent price. Um, it's the the between the Wii, it's the ugly stepchild uh, between the Wii and the and the uh, Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and which is the Switch is sort of like a Wii U, except they did everything right as opposed to doing everything wrong. And uh, but the Wii U still has good. The the problem is if it was just a dud, that'd be something. But the Wii U has a lot of good titles, and there and so. Uh, uh, it's still popular, so and it's a Nintendo product. So I think that's probably going to be the one that will be the hardest to come by. I'm trying to think what else came out in in that time frame that could be a contender. There wasn't much. I mean, probably. Well, I'm not sure. Can you think of anything else off the top of your head? Maybe one of the offshoots. I saw a guy doing a video on P, on on the PlayStation TV, PS TV, which is that's before this, but no, it's not. The, uh, the, the PlayStation TV is like five years old. The little one that plays PlayStation games is that? Well, I don't know, but I mean, how old yeah, it the is. PlayStation TV. So it's in the. So I'd say yeah. that would be in there. Okay. Because it's a, a, a goofy. It's mm-hmm. an odd. I used it, to own a PlayStation it did, TV. It didn't do well. A little black box. Mm-hmm. It didn't do well, and so it's it's uh, becoming the price is going up. Uh, it's too bad you didn't hold on to that because apparently it's quite hackable, and you can put PlayStation stuff on there. Uh, but. Uh, uh, so I'd say it's something like that, some real weird, or maybe one of the weird. Like remember when they released the uh, Game Boy Micro, mm-hmm. like and everybody hated it. It was mm-hmm. so weird. But those are those are, now they command a pretty hefty fee, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, what do you think? You got any contenders? Well, you know, the way that I see it is that um, we are entering an era <laughs> where consoles become, with each new generation, they become less and less collectible, and I'll tell you why, because. Each new generation of consoles relies more and more on digital purchases, digital games. And yeah. so, you know, the, the 360 uh, was uh, probably the last console that was, uh, or that, that era was the last console where you had the majority of your games were discs. Okay, already with the PS3, the PS3 kind of got out ahead of the 360 a little bit in terms of downloadable content. You know, I've bought several games uh, digitally. And the resale value on a system that only can play digital games that you can no longer buy because the, the company has <laughs> shut down the server is, is you know, negligible. Yeah. So unless you've got some way that you can hack these devices and fill the hard, you know, hard drives up with games... Um, I think that we've we're, we're on the downslope in terms of the collectible console. I think you're right, and plus another uh, 
circumstances, the fact that a lot, even at 360, you have uh, firmware updates and whatnot that some of which are required to uh, to even play the games. So it's it's a it's a it's a when you get into having to have internet access or having to having to have the ability to upgrade to certain things. Even even the original Xbox uh, had uh, you know front end updates and stuff that and that can cause havoc. Uh, so. It makes it difficult to to collect for it. A lot of it depends on how hacked the system gets to see how popular it is. Like the original Xbox still has popularity, and the Wii, I guess, to a certain degree because of their ability to be used to do things they weren't meant to do. Uh, um, but I think that's going to go away too. I think you're dead on, to be honest with you. I think between digital down and not like we talked this a couple weeks ago, but when you get a disc where not where there's it's required and it gets some stuff from some server somewhere to play. You got nothing. Effectively, you got you don't have a game. Uh, disc. I think there was a cutoff. There was a collectability cutoff the second that CD media became the the deliverer of data, because uh, uh, CDs are easily destroyed. The, the drive motors go down. You've got a moving part. That's. I mean, you, I could take the Atari I've got and plug it in and put the card in. It's going to work mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Can you say the same thing about your Dreamcast or your uh, Jaguar CD? You absolutely can't. Uh, and so there's a collectability gap right there. And I have a feeling in the future, a lot of these newer consoles, if you're going to have one, it's just going to be up on your shelf to say, like, look what I've got. It's going to be like a, a art, an art piece, because you're not going to be able to really do anything with it. You know, Now, they've done a decent job of playing some of the games that they played on old systems forward. So the games will probably be okay, but the systems themselves... Right. You know, you know Flack asks in the chat, he says, how many Wii U games will you be able to play in 10 to 20 years? And I think that's a valid question yeah. uh, as far as the disc games go, because who knows how many of those are going to rely on, on patches and things like that. But on the <laughs> other hand, I think Nintendo has finally caught on to the fact that their older properties are worth some dough, and they're doing a great job of porting the best games from the Wii U over to the Switch. Yeah, and another thing about the Wii U that makes it makes you wonder is the fact that it's it's so easily damaged. Oh yeah, even worse than a handheld like a Game Boy or something. I mean, this thing uh, you can break pretty easily. Well, uh, you know, I have personal experience. My uh, my saga, the worst experience I've ever had on eBay, and I've been on eBay for twenty years now, is the the experience I had selling the Wii U, where the Wii U is the only thing I've ever sold that got damaged in transit. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was a real nightmare that culminated in somebody breaking into the package the third time I tried to steal it <laughs> and taking the Wii U out of it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so surprise, surprise, you get a dud, pal. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, you know eventually, uh, you know, like you said, people will still collect the, the people that are into collecting old hardware will still collect it, but it'll become more and more like an art piece. And there may be a time. I always wonder about this when you have real oddball stuff. That some might catch on in the future as a wacky collective. One, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, the uh, Ouya, for example, something like that, mm-hmm. something real, or the Game Stick. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now those are the duds of duds, right. right? I've had them both. I still have a couple Game Sticks. Another one, that stuff like uh, the GP2X or the GP32. Those little uh, Korean handhelds like localized stuff that may be something that goes up in collectability mm-hmm. that stuff's hard to say you know yeah. but in terms of mainstream stuff like i said my, yeah I, I would go with the wii u and again and in 20 years i doubt there'll be that many of them working to be mm-hmm. honest with you and maybe the switch will be fun as you move into these portability systems with the screen i mean you are moving into a realm where you're going to have more breakage 
So there's going to be that too. And switch uh, is probably pretty expensive to repair, you know, because I mean that's the system. Uh, so you may see a lot of bro, a lot more broken ones. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Xbox 360 had that overheating issue? There are millions of these things out there now that people have tried to repair and they're duds and yep. they're laying around. They're going to be around forever too, mm-hmm. you know. So you're going to run into problems there. So. You know, that's part of it, though. Uh, one thing you can say about the old retro systems is you can beat a man to death with them, plug it in, turn them on, and play it. Absolutely. Yeah. No moving parts. That's exactly. the key. Exactly. 